it daytime? Welcome, welcome, come one, come all, to the first official edition of the 60 Nutter Podcast. I am Austin Ferris. Joining me today, we have Charlie Moore. Hey. <laughs> and Roy McFarland. Cheers, gentlemen. Um, and so today, we are going to roll right into the news, talk about the draft, run through a couple of awards. Um, real quick, we're going to go through how our league looks, functions. Um, we're basically a half PPR league. We got the quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, tight end. And uh, we actually just added a second flex position. Used to be just one. This is the first year with two. Um, defense and special teams and kicker, much to Roy's chagrin. And we have increased... Since we have added another flex spot, we've increased the bench to 10 total bench spots. Um, and so with all of that being said, we will head right in. Roy, what do we got? Sweet. All right. So quick little news segment here. We got Andrew Luck retiring. Um, obviously, we all saw that coming. Uh <laughs> You guys, what do you think? I, personally, I loved the Colts this year. I thought they were uh, Super Bowl contenders. And uh, believe it or not, I don't think Jacoby Brisket can get them there. No Brisket. No Brisket. Dude, they just gave Brisket the extension. Yeah, tough for Sizzle luck. Sizzle to me, bro. That's, I think, I, honest, go ahead, Char. I think the worst ends up for T.Y. Hilton taking, what, 26th-ish? Tough pick now, looking back. Yeah, Marlon Mack, 21. Colts players got picked pretty early in our league. That's tough for those owners. Yeah, it's really tough for for a running back like Marlon Mack, who really relies on his team doing well to succeed. He's not much of a pass catcher. They have Naheem Naheem Hines back there. Not too skilled of a player either. Yeah, better pass catcher. (laughs) And a... uh, you know, it's tough when you're losing games, you're not going to run the ball as much. So it's Yeah, so I will say, like, Marlon Mack was, like, averaging <laughs> 16 points per game the last 10 games. When you take the last 10 games of last season, when he primarily started. And I was definitely targeting him. Um, and now that pick just looks like garbage because I was basically betting on the Colts offense, just steamrolling everyone. Um, and I, I don't think Brisket's going to get it done. So... I'm looking for Mac trades if anybody's interested. <laughs> All right. So now, moving on, we got a running backs. A couple running backs moved places. We got LaShawn McCoy headed to the Chiefs. And we got Carlos Hyde headed to the Texans. Would and you guys like to own either of them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to own LaShawn McCoy. I mean, the dude is just going to be taking all those carries. <laughs> right out of Damian Williams' hands. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I would like to own LaShawn McCoy as well. Uh, I still think Damian Williams is going to be the lead dog in that backfield. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is, you know, I believe he's 31, coming off of, you know, three yards per carry, 36 yards per game season. Uh, you know, he, but I mean, they, they signed him for a reason. They, they're paying him, I believe, $3 million. Uh, so he's going to be there for a reason. Uh, luckily, it's a high volume offense. I think they both can uh, succeed for fantasy. Steal the draft. Me picking up Carlos Hyde off the waiver wire. 
I was ready to trade a lot for him. I think he's going to be great for these first few weeks. I love Carlos Hyde, still a believer. Great when he's starting. He was great for the Browns last year when he was starting. I'm glad to have him on my team. I think he's going to be the steal of the draft. I'm pretty uh-huh. bummed that I I dropped him because I took him in the 10th round and then let myself feel like pretty down on myself. And then <laughs> like I really let other people get in my head, which uh, is not normally something I do in the fantasy league. I'm usually the one uh, getting in other people's heads. <laughs> and um, so that this is a, this is new ground for me, mm. honestly. All right, let's get let's get ripping on these awards. Um, first one, Roy. What do we got for What do we got for everyone? First award we got for you guys, the Jackson Wedbush Drunkest Pick Award. Ooh. For those of you who don't know, Jackson Wedbush and Ryan Brown came to the draft with a drinking game for everybody, and Jackson was the probably- newly elected social chairs. Uh, yeah. Not in the so- know. Yes, of course. Self-elected, or, or <laughs> self-nominated, but elected by all. Yeah, I think I think Jackson Wedbush hurt himself most with this uh, <laughs> streaking game. By the uh, by, the seventh round, he was trying to pick players who were drafted up to three rounds earlier. He tried to draft Adam Thielen in the seventh, and my my favorite part about that is he thought Adam Thielen was still there in the seventh, but. That means he must have also thought Adam Thielen was still there in the sixth round and the fifth round, and he passed on him in the fifth and sixth. Dude, when Philip Lindsay's on the board in the fifth round, you got to take him. You can't pass it. <laughs> you can't pass on Adam Thielen. <laughs> you got to pass on Adam Thielen for Philip Lindsay, of course. So, anyways, drunkest pick award. These are the picks that were so bad that the only reasonable explanation was that the drafter was too drunk. Austin, start us off. What's your drunkest pick? All right, so mine actually is a little farther down the board. This was truly, like, things are getting blurry. Like, you actually don't really care about your team anymore. Um, We're going all the way down around 18, where Ryan Brown picked Josh Rosen. Um, Josh Rosen, (laughs) who since then actually has lost his number one wideout. um, And uh, his starting position. Yeah, things are like, <laughs> nobody knows whether or not he's actually even going to play. But if he does, it's going to be for the 31st or 32nd worst team in the league. Um, and so, sorry, the 30, <laughs> the the se- the worst or second worst team in the league. The 31st and, best. There we go. Or the and, 31st. Uh, and of course, Who as we all know, Ryan played tennis with Josh for one year at yeah. Bosco. And so I have to come to the conclusion that Ryan only made this pick to flex that he knows Josh. What do you guys think? Yeah, clearly a flex play here. Uh, there's 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and we only drafted about 18 total quarterbacks. He had plenty of starting quarterbacks to choose from, and he chose somebody who is a backup. Hey, there's two flexes in our league, so good pick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Charlie, let's give us uh, your Jackson Wedbush drunkest pick award. Yeah, I think going Antonio Brown in the second round. <laughs> maybe, I don't know if they were drinking too early, but James Conner was sitting there for so long, and Antonio Brown's feet ain't working. So I think that uh, I think that was a crazy easy pick. Also, James no White in either. the fourth. This is taken by the same team. James White in the fourth. Pretty bad. 
Yeah, I think uh, Antonio Brown is proof that the helmet in the NFL needs to be changed. Uh, clearly, he's got some uh, head issues going on. He's been all over the place. Did you guys see his tweet to Ben Roethlisberger? Well, I mean, Roethlisberger was talking about how he, uh, you know, yelled at Antonio Brown towards the end of the season, and that ended their friendship. And Antonio Brown tweeted back saying, "We were never friends." You know, it's just so funny. There's so many bits of them, you know, being all lovey with each other. And now Antonio Brown is just completely turned on him. He's, I think he's gone crazy. We'll see how it goes. This season. I will say, though, the, the clearest answer for Junkus pick got to be Rob taking Doug Baldwin, retired Doug Baldwin in the last <laughs> round because he find out who, left, who was left. So he just took Baldwin. And yeah, then the I next morning when he realized what he had done, he dropped him. <laughs> so I think that's the winner. <laughs> I think that was a shot at me. Uh, I had drafted Doug Baldwin in most drafts and usually would brag about it after. So I think he was trying to take a shot at me there, proving mm. that Doug Baldwin is now completely off the draft board. Anyway, moving on. Carlos Hyde, 10th round. Austin, didn't love the pick. What's up, Holly Hindsight? What's good, dude? It was even worse <laughs> at the time on the roster bubble. Not not looking like he was going to make the team on a on a really good offense. So there's definitely some some potential there. But he was fourth string. Now he's on the Texans, and I just don't love it. And I would yeah. add that although he was kind of a dick, dude. I think <sighs> that was a <laughs> he was totally the RB two at when I when I drafted him. Uh, I will say that I heard rumors of him being not making the team at least oh. the draft. Okay. Although, I will also say that you might think that the drunkest pick would come in the last rounds, but this draft was five some hours, so around around six we were already two hours deep. Just for people to know. <laughs> Gotta love the live draft. <laughs> On to the next one. We're rolling with the biggest steal award, the pick that will outperform its draft position the most. Roy, who you got? I got Michael Gallup taken by the blacked out Jackson Wedbush in the 14th round. ADP <laughs> is around the early 13th, so it wasn't a huge reach. But this guy, he, he's talented, and Amari Cooper has been injured a lot this offseason. I believe he has plantar fasciitis. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, so you know, he's kind of the number one wide receiver in that offense. And I just want to command – Jackson for making a really good blind pick. Be commanded, Jackson. Um, so how many, how many picks? Like, so he gets Gallup in the fourteenth. So how many people in front of Gallup did he over? Did he reach for? Um, and then like like so, what round could Gallup have feasibly gone? And we would have been like, okay, Jackson, that was an all right pick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think he might have been able to get him in the eleventh round, and that would have been better than some of the other players he picked up. <laughs> it's like the reverse it's because the rest of his picks were so shitty that we can <laughs> like the pick looks even better <laughs> what you're saying you uh you don't like royce freeman in the, in the eight uh, uh and poor guy got luck poor guy got so so actually if we want to roll through that royce freeman pick real quick i think how it went down was Jackson was catching so much shit for drafting Lindsay and all of us were telling him that he was splitting with Royce 
that he just decided to draft Royce. Like, I think that's what happened. <laughs> if I do recall it correctly. Um, uh, he's got five five running backs. Two of them are on the same offense, and one of them is named C.J. Anderson. <laughs> that's not bad. Oh, that's wait, no. Bad. I I did that whole bit earlier on uh, on Carry On. Honestly, I like the C.J. pick. I'm I'm with him on the CJ pick. Uh, I just want to know how many other players he tried to draft in the 17th round before he got CJ. I was I was walking up there with him for every <laughs> pick. He was leaning on my shoulder and picking guys who went by by this time by by the Gallup pick he was trying to pick guys who went in the eighth round. <laughs> and uh, we we had to walk him through it and uh, just he had to turn a few pages and just point his finger and we put it up on the board for him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think we ran out of water bottles or something. Um, all right, I'll go next. I guess uh, my favorite pick was James Conner in the entire draft, which was done by Ryan with pick 19. Um, yeah, I think for me, James Conner was something like the fifth best running back, and he got him at the end of the second round. I would have taken him in the, him in the first. And then to top it all off, Rob picks – Joe Mixon in the first round instead of James Conner. Like, I thought that was crazy. Um, and then goes back, gets another chance to take James Conner and takes Le'Veon Bell at, I think, like 15. So, Which isn't horrible. It wasn't it's terrible. Not, that's later than he's been going in most drafts, but it's almost like Le'Veon Bell and Joe Mixon should be switched. Right. I agree. I agree with that. So it works out. But I'm just, in my opinion, James Conner is better than both those guys, significantly better than Mixon. And I just, I, I feel like he had two swings, you know, like, oh, like, kiddo, you messed that one up. But like, he got another try, you know, like it was, uh, it was like when they let you retake it, like when teachers let you retake a test after you just really blow it. And he blew it again. You just know, like, the like, idea that James Conner went only four picks ahead of Damian Williams, that's just egregious. Egregious. <laughs> I, hate, I hate to give Rob credit, but he does have a pretty good track record with early round running backs. So we'll see how it turns out. All right. And I, I think my pick's got to be Pollard that Roy got in the 11th. I think we didn't think that Zeke would hold out this long, but Pollard that late, if he's starting, that's just good value. I think just nobody had their eye on the ball. Like clearly somebody like I, I blew that. I could have I should have taken Pollard instead of Hyde. I'm all about those guys, those type of guys, and I completely blew that. The whole time I was so nervous that somebody was gonna take him before me and I do think I could have gotten him a round or two later, but it wasn't worth the stress. Now we're rolling to the biggest reach award. So the pick that was made significantly higher than necessary. Charlie Moore, kick us off. Here I've got Jackson Webbush's roster. <laughs> I think that if you took, if you basically gave him a fourth round pick, you know, this would be a decent team. Like if you just put in a player in the fourth round and then bumped every pick one round back, but just every single pick is just one or two rounds too early, you know? It's like he took all the sleepers and then just dropped them when they were available just a little <laughs> bit too early. Like as soon as you start going Lindsey Lockett, Gordon Ingram, you know, that's not bad. But it is bad if that's starting in the fifth round, you know? So, so I think my personal favorite sleeper pick by Jay Wed, like I think you're right. Like he he got a pick he got a list of sleepers and then just took them in order. Uh, <laughs> instead of like <laughs> 
instead of like recalibrating them with like ADP or anything like that. This was, I think, the day before we drafted. Josh Gordon was. It was like announced that he was back on the Patriots, mm-hmm. and he took him in the seventh round when but there was like the sixty-first. There was no available inf- information on like what Gordon's role would be or anything, and he took him before uh, Will Fuller, Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, Jarvis Landry, all these guys. So I do think uh, if the draft were to be now, I think Josh Gordon's going in the fifth round at the latest. Uh, you know, I personally, I think he got him at the back of the seventh too, and I think that's a, I think that's a pretty big steal. All right, fair enough. Um, all right, who's your guy, Roy? My guy's got to be Jamison Crowder, picked by Seb. Uh, How is know. this the first time we mentioned Seb? Uh, <laughs> I, know, I was about to say it's this just thing's like things an atrocity. Yeah, it's fire draft. I was I was looking at his draft, and there was somebody a round or two later. I want to say it was Ted Ginn, who like in most leagues is going undrafted. <laughs> that was only only two or three rounds later uh but you know i made my pick with jameson crowder i just am not a fan in any way shape or form this guy has been in the league since 2015 and has literally never been anywhere fantasy relevant his best season is 67 receptions for 847 yards and it's not like he's a touchdown guy the worst part is that you got pollard right after Right, <laughs> just the people around, like Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Jordan Howard, Kareem Hunt, Cortland Sutton, Dante Moncrief. Like, if you just look at who was available, it's he also it's went even with Najim Hines and Kuti right before. <laughs> he went can with we just, them. He, can he we just with, roll through like rounds five onward? Oh my seven. gosh! Wait, how did no one say Sammy Watkins in the seventh? That's seven? that's the worst one, dude. That's the worst of seven. I don't mind it. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, yeah, that's bad. After the Tyreek reinstatement, that's a terrible pick. Uh, okay, I I had um, – I actually already explained why I, hate, I hated Josh Gordon. Um, I, I don't think Tom Brady is going to throw the ball deep. Like, I think that the Patriots offense is honestly like – like, they're just going to – like, who who do they have to impress, you know? Like, what – like, what do they – do they have to win eight games to win their division this year? Like – I mean, I think they'll do the whole like ten and six song and dance, but I don't think they're gonna do anything groundbreaking. Um, and then Edelman, Edelman's there, and James White and Sony Michelle. There's just too much, too much sauce already in there. Just um, a uh, contrarian opinion here. I'm a fan of Josh Gordon. If he does play, he's always a risk. You never know when he's gonna get kicked out again. But with Gronk gone, I think he's that big body that they need. I think he's also that deep threat that they need. They need to throw the ball deep sometimes in order to open up the shorter routes. So personally, I like Josh Gordon, but you never know if he's going to play. It's definitely a risk. Just to clarify, Sammy Watkins was selected 63rd by Seb, and his average draft position is 92nd. So he was taking 30 positions above his ADP for absolutely no reason. I so that's actually going to be my pick. He I, was just, early. I like him where his ADP is, uh, but yeah, that, that is too early for Sammy Watkins. You're right. I would just like to finish my Josh Gordon point with a, a whole metaphor about the Patriots team. Like, their division is so bad that it's kind of like if you've been in a relationship for a long time and you don't have to look nice anymore because it doesn't really matter. Like, you're going to 
you know, <laughs> you're going to get your action, right? So, like, the Patriots are making the playoffs, even if, like, half their roster, like, like I don't know. Gets... Even if they're showing up in cargo shorts and some <laughs> flip-flops. Yeah, is Tom Brady playing this regular season? Yeah, in Crocs. Dude, he, we, he could play, like, Birkenstocks and literally still they would they would win the division. They could yeah. actually go seven yeah. and nine. Down first five games and sit Tom Brady for the rest of the season. <laughs> That's all it's going to take to win their division. I like that. Hey, Charlie, real quick. Um, on on your back to the, like the biggest reach thing, can we get a quick Kalen Balage bit? Yeah, he's buns. <laughs> Who took him in the tenth? Roy, of course. Oh shucks, Roy, this Balage guy. I guarantee this is Balage. Honestly, really interesting because I swear this guy's probably. I don't know, but I swear he's probably got fifty yards lifetime. But his his like household nameness just because Matt Barry talks about this guy so much. Like yeah, he should pay Matthew Barry like one third of his salary. Yeah, I so Chuck, probably get himself to, uh, a deal. Chuck, just to defend myself a little bit here, uh, I agree with you that Kalen Balage is bad, and I actually don't listen to Matthew Barry. I don't know that he loves Kalen Balage, but I do. Yeah, think- right, dude. <laughs> No, I, I swear I don't. I don't listen to Matthew Barry. Um, but I, I, I'm not a fan of uh, you know the Dolphins' backfield. It's ugly, but you know they they keep coming out and saying he's a starting running back, and so a starting running back in the tenth round, I don't mind. But I do agree with you. He is buns. So, what's like Roy's actually the person I would vote least likely to fall for the Matthew Barry trap, and he just did, and and now he's denying it too, which is even worse. But <laughs> But if Roy's going to pull this whole, like, I got a starting running back in the 10th round bit, how bad does that make Seb's Kenyon Drake pick, which we <laughs> failed to talk about earlier, in the 6th round, dude? Like, I think Roy's full of shit, but I still think that Kenyon Drake pick sucks, even if Roy... If Roy's right, then that makes it even worse. I agree. Yeah. It's it's not a backfield where you want people to be splitting carries. Splitting carries and being fantasy relevant works when you're on the Saints, but it does not work when you're on the Dolphins. Can I just can I just say for not a reach but just a bad pick? Okay. Damian Williams. Okay. This guy is so bad. <laughs> He's been in the league since twenty fourteen. Okay. Here are his yards totals. One hundred and twenty two. 59, 115, 181, 256. Those are not by games. Those are by years. Those are five years where you put up basically one game quality stat. So people might say, oh, well, it's not his fault. They traded for LaShawn McCoy. Well, yeah, they better have traded for LaShawn McCoy if they literally have this guy as their starting running back. He is such buns. Taking him in the third round is an atrocious pick. He would have lost his starting job. He now will lose his starting job. I think this guy ends up with 400, 500 yards, maybe. He's totally fine. He's a decent NFL player. He is not, not a third-round pick. Uh, so yeah. the uh, highest pick to be dropped award? Goes to Because ding, ding, ding. <laughs> really defend yourself. Defending myself here. Chiefs have literally four of the fastest people in the world with Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, and Damian Williams. 
you don't have to be that good to succeed in this offense. You just have to run fast and let Pat Mahomes sling you the ball in like one one millionth of a second, just teleport it to you wherever you are on the field, and you will not have a defender within like 20 yards of you, and you just need to run fast. Uh, yeah, Damian Williams can catch passes. This is probably going to be the best offense in the NFL again. And, uh, you know, I think his ceiling's really high. Uh, I agree with you. He's unproven. But, uh, you know, I, I think I'll take the opportunity over the talent. Is he good, though? Like, don't you worry about players who aren't good? Because teams can get good players, you know? Right. They The Chiefs could have gotten a good player, but they got LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> Fair. Roy, an impromptu uh, highest highest drafted player who who's going to get dropped highest drafted player who's going to get dropped yeah um just looking at my draft board really quick um Nikhil Harry uh I mean that's that's kind of obvious known that no you, no injuries no injuries on IR, right okay okay and then um this is a lot later but 13th round DK Metcalf uh he will be irrelevant for at least the first three quarters of the season but let's look for somebody up a little bit higher here. You yeah, know, we want to make this hot takey. I was somewhat impressed with our league. I don't think in the early rounds there was some egregious reach, you know? Like like when we were giving our reaches, most of them were in the later rounds, other than Charlie's pick of Damian Williams. Uh, and so, you know, honestly, a lot of these guys, I think, you know, will be owned. And I think that they will be good. Um, Tariq Cohen in the seventh scares me. Uh, you know, I, I think that the Bears want to be in a situation where their running back can either run the ball or pass the ball. You know, the, the running back can both catch passes and, you know, run between the tackles. I miss having Cole Kiefer in our league. Like, I miss that wild card who's just like, you know, could draft Tim Tebow number one overall or like. Just but the someone... other answer, Derek Williams will be dropped, as will Kenyon Drake. Just so you know. Who's Derek Williams? Derek Henry. Yo, that fool was on the Lakers. Uh, but yeah, so my, my vote now, just looking at the board, my vote is on Corey Davis in the eighth round. Uh, Tennessee just will not be able to pass the ball if Mariota is their quarterback. And I Corey pulled out so just... hard for Corey Davis. Like, I watched that one game where he had like 30 fantasy points, and he just looked so good. But I don't think I've ever watched another Titans game in my entire life. And that will just, like, ruin me for my life. Did you guys read the Odyssey? <laughs> you guys know those those ladies on the island who are, like, really hot and they, like, call them the boats? What are, what are they called? Sirens. Sirens. Yes, Corey Davis is a siren. He, he's really talented. I, I believe he was taken in the first round. <laughs> like every year, everybody's like, Corey Davis is a sleeper. Corey Davis is a sleeper. And I'm just done. I'm done thinking that Corey Davis will ever be good in the NFL. I'm out until he's on a top five offense in the NFL. Bro, I thought you were talking about the Odyssey online. Like the <laughs> shit that like all the girls write on and post on Facebook. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> And finally, we're doing the Bluest Balls Award. Um, and so that is a reference to the last place of the 69er club is awarded the blue ball. And so what that means is they have to do a punishment that we all agree upon as a league. Um, 
should we disclose what we did this year and what what's going to be the punishment? Absolutely. We should release that to the world because that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Great cinematography from Roy McFarlane on that one. Um, basically, last year or this year, Jacob Silvera was the loser and we had him wear nothing but a Speedo and stand on one of the busiest corners in Manhattan Beach um, with a sign that says, I suck at fantasy football while the rest of us sat across the street eating lunch at Uncle Bill's watching. Um, and so that was great. It got a great response. The whole town loved it. People were honking, taking pictures with him. Honestly, he was kind of like a celebrity for an hour, <laughs> uh, but just not, not in the way that you would want. Yeah, so that was probably the best punishment we've done. Another good one was when Jackson Wedbush lost. We shaved all the <laughs> hair off his body. And not we didn't do that very well either. So well, patchy. We left his eyebrows though. We left his eyebrows. Yeah. No, I remember like we tried to shave like his armpits and his legs. Just sliced them. We just we left were, it like we so. In the shower. We were in the shower and he's got shaving cream over his whole body and just so miserable shaving himself. <laughs> and like after like twenty minutes, we're like. This is brutal. Like, this <laughs> poor guy. Like, let's stop. And then it probably ended up being worse than finishing. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we stopped. Legs. We stopped early because we felt so bad, but then it looked worse than if we had actually just finished. <laughs> uh, okay, and so, then. Anyways, we got we got our bluest balls award here. These are the teams who. Wait, hold on. Should we explain? Should we explain the future one? The one for this year. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, you, you, Charlie. It was your idea, right? So you, you can talk about it. Uh, yeah, maybe not my idea, but the, uh, <laughs> the, the loser will give a five-minute comedy speech, and uh, it probably won't be very funny, judging off of you bozos. More like a special. And <laughs> you know what? I, I have an amendment after watching the Dave Chappelle Netflix thing. Um, it's the the like the thesis has to be that like <laughs> that PC culture just makes it so that you can't say anything anymore. And so here are the things I would say, you know, like, why is it this okay? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Imagine Ryan up there giving that, giving that comedy. It would, it would definitely things be, that just aren't okay so and getting no laughs. <laughs> yeah. Except I'll probably, I'll probably just give a great, I'll probably just give five great minutes. <laughs> I think you would be good, Chuck. Thanks. You take it very seriously, and I think you do a good job. But yeah, just to uh, just to clarify a little bit, we would go to an open mic comedy place. Our whole league would show up, and the the winner of the blue ball would then go on stage while the rest of us are presumably drinking in the corner and laughing our asses off. Not with them, but at them. Makes sense. Perfect. All right, so. And thus, the Bluest Balls Award goes to the team that we think has the best chance to get the blue ball and have to do that punishment based on the draft. Right. Uh, and um, so so the the nobody's balls are, are fully blue yet, obviously. Um, but I guess they're starting to get like a little pale blue, you know, getting a little swollen, filling up a little bit. losing oxygen. Some teams are losing oxygen for sure. So my pick here, it's got to be Seb. Seb, really? Sorry, and you know, I, I really, I'm, I'm really rooting for you. I know it's hard being Canadian, 
you have an inherent disadvantage in fantasy football. Do they get football on TV? I don't know. That's a great question. <laughs> Should we but hear that? Based off of Seb's drafting and prior performance, in the league, I would say no. <laughs> yes, Seb, Seb, the draft, I'm, I'm not going to go into it too much, but you know, I, I don't hate the Antonio Brown pick as much as other people. First four rounds, you know, in general, I don't hate, but the rest of it makes me want to throw up a little bit. Um, and, you know, I, I do have hope for him, though. I, I just gave him a very secret fantasy tip that I think has helped me a lot in fantasy football. And hopefully that can help Seb a little bit. You know, I wouldn't give that to anybody else because I'm very competitive. And, you know, I, I want to win this league. And, and if I gave that to the wrong person, I think that they would have a huge advantage. Uh, but I also want our league to be competitive. So, you know, I don't want Seb to be by far the worst manager every year. So I give him a couple tips. Hopefully they work for him. Seb, you should listen. Do your research. Honestly, Roy, based on your draft, I wouldn't. I don't think you're in any position to be handing out advice right now. Because if if the whole like I know like Zeke like whether you know it ended up working out, but it seemed like barely right. So like if that hadn't panned out, you know you got um you got Tyler Boyd like AJ Green's gonna come back like week four, and he's not gonna do so hot. And then you're relying on guys like Miles Sanders and Rashad Penny. Here's the thing, though. I I think that your draft was bad, but I know that you're a good manager who can manipulate. So, like, when I say, like, you know, Rashad Penny has 16 points in week one and off on six touches, I know that you're convincing Jackson or Ryan that he's an RB1 um, and and flipping him immediately. So I, I, I like in that sense, I don't think that you have the highest chance, but I did not like your draft, I will say. I only proposed fair trades. That's all I have to say. And I had an amazing oh, It's just crazy oh, how you have some starting running backs. That's how I have to say. If Damian Williams gets dropped, I said when Zeke Elliott doesn't sign and Damian Williams gets dropped, right, you're going to be in trouble unless you can get out of that one. Well, I'll just have to start Tony Pollard because it really didn't work well for James Conner last season when uh, when Le'Veon Bell kept his holdout going. And quick point on Tyler Boyd. He, is, he will be the number two receiver behind A.J. Green when A.J. Green comes back, but he was better when A.J. Green was not on the field last year than when A.J. Green was on the field last year, only by a fraction. But, you know, to me, I, I'm not oh, worried. I I think he, didn't he suck when A.J. Green came back? I'm pretty sure he sucked. Like, he was really good when A.J. Green was out, but that's my point. We're going to – no, we, we'd have to fact check this, but it, if, if I remember correctly, he was actually better when A.J. Green was on the field. No, that's definitely wrong. I drafted A.J. Green in two different leagues, so I know this. I mean, uh, actually, I could be wrong, but uh, I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm somewhat confident, but uh, maybe we should make a quick bet. Mm. I'll put 10 on Tyler Boyd being worse when A.J. Green came back than without A.J. Green. Uh, fantasy points, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strictly, we're just talking average fantasy points. Full season games where AJ Green did not play, 
versus games where A.J. Green did play. Oh, but I don't want to, like, okay, I'm not, if A.J. Green played, like, two snaps and then broke his foot that game, like, that shouldn't count. Just saying. Okay. Uh, still game where A.J. Green played at least 50% of the snaps. Sure, 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 sure. All right, and what's our what's our bet? Ten bucks? I'll put ten bucks on it. All right, thank you for your money. We will uh, confirm this bet later. All right, Charlie. So, like, let's finish up here. What what do you think? Who's yeah. who's who's done for? Yeah, Seb. Okay, so I think that Seb's the obvious pick, but I'm gonna go. I think Jayweed's team is a disgrace too, and I think uh, both of them deserve credit where credit is due. I'll Anyways, take Seb for the non-winners and Roy for the winners. <laughs> That's actually we should have done that for all these categories, huh? <laughs> Yeah, because this podcast isn't long enough. Yeah. Yo, guys, like this if you want us to go back and make a second version hour and a half long but only have the five winners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, any any parting thoughts, things that you wanted to get in there? Yeah, I, always, that... I think Ryan's a great drafter. Every year, I love it. Wow. Okay. Uh, I just want to say, personally, it's football season. It's the happiest time of the year. I'm so excited. I can't wait to be hungover watching football on Sundays and knowing you guys are all doing the same. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be a great season. So happy to be a part of this league. We got hey, concussions are no joke. Another year. Um, real quick, as a parting point or parting words, Charlie, what should people uh, text you if they listen this far? If they listen this far, they should text me Skull Candy Headphones. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, let's have a good chance to see Thank you for letting us make fun of you. Noofs in the daytime. Hey, Roy, you won the bet. Yeah, uh, thank you for your money. You're very kind. Uh, keep making bets with me. I, I love when we make bets and I get money. Yeah, shout out to Andy Dalton.